Welcome to an episode of the Defo Muhapi show hosted by myself, Defo Muhapi. Thank you for taking some time out to listen to the podcast. The show explores the impact, whether famously or infamously, some of my guests have had on the world. Their views on the state of the world currently and what they think needs to be done to make our world better. Or at minimum, how we can all get along better and do better. Make sure to head over to radio.iafrican.com. That is radio.iafrican.com. And subscribe to get notified on new episodes of this podcast and other iAfrican radio shows. I hope you find this episode useful. My guest today is, uh, I think there's a, there's a, normally people say there's no place like home. And uh, I think with the work they do to try and make their home country better, they kind of personify that. Emmanuel Banda, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah. So maybe I should tell people how I know Emmanuel, where I met Emmanuel. I think it's been a few years, ne? Yeah, it's been a few years, yeah, like two, three years. Two, three years. There's this <laughs> restaurant where I usually go just to smoke or sometimes have a glass of wine or a meal, like once a week if I'm around. And I got to know a waiter there, mm. and that waiter is sitting across the table from me. But what was fascinating is not just the service that he gives at the restaurant, but learning his story and where he is from. So maybe briefly before we carry on, you tell people where you're from and why you're here in South Africa. Basically, my name is uh, Emmanuel Panda, as Jeff said. Yeah, born and bred in Zimbabwe, Bulawayo, in a small mining town called uh, Haumai. It was uh, 1981. I went to school in Popom High School, that is as well in Bulawayo. Did my secondary and primary education there. And then, yeah, as time went on, like around in the 90s, you know, when you grow up, you start uh, feeling the pinch. Pinch off? Of that, uh, you know, that political thing that will be happening. When you're young, you don't yeah. realize a lot of things. Yes, yes, but yes. But by the time you start growing up, when you're shaping up to be a man now, it's more responsibilities like you want to please your girlfriends and stuff <laughs> like that. <Yeah>. You can't. <laughs> then you can't. Then that is when you start seeing that, no, something is not right here, even though you don't know what is not right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some sixth sense in you. Okay. You something is so not this right. is Mugabe, was, you, you guys had gained independence already at that time, right? Yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes. Mugabe was president? Mugabe was president then. Okay. Yeah. So you started realizing that I, there's something wrong with this country. Yeah. What was yeah. what was wrong at that time? Because I think sitting in South Africa, we would see Zimbabwe as as sort yeah. of, uh, I think a lot of people, well, it depends, mm-hmm. you get mixed feelings. A lot of people will say Zimbabwe is sort of like a example of what used to be a good African yeah, country. Yeah. Even at that time, but at you say time. there was something wrong at that yeah, time. Yeah, there was something wrong, but then South Africa was a bit worse because there was... Uh, Apartheid then. Yes. When you see videos, people killing each other in Soweto, yeah. you know, the Sharpville massacres and stuff. Yeah. Then we'll be like, no, I ain't going there. You see I'd crime rather statistics, stay in, yeah. you know, crime statistics in Hebrew and places yeah. like that. So it was uh, like terrifying. But then we didn't see that we had a bigger problem at home. You know, when you're young, man, yeah. you, you brush off a lot of things. Maybe they tell, you know, the, uh, the politicians always say, 
uh, there's drought and stuff. Yes. And then you see the sun, you know, it would be very hot there. You're thinking, oh, okay, no, they're okay. right. They're, yeah, that's why there's right. no food. That's why there's no food. <laughs> you, those times they used to give us this, that yellow millimeter. Yes, usually it's given out when there's usually it's given out when there's drought. Yes. Yes. Lately, did you know that our money was being charged, our tax money was being charged? So, would you yeah, say the problem like started then, like with Zimbabwe? Because many uh, people believe that there's no problems in Zimbabwe. There's yeah, still people it's who weird. believe. You know how weird that is, and people actually you, believe. You live it. in South Africa now, right? Yes. But why do you think that is? The thing is, you know, how can I put this around? Basic goods. Yeah. Like literally you go to work. When you come back, the tax is double the price you... you no, know. recently I think the, the, the interest yeah. rates for borrowing money were increased to 70%. So when you borrow 10, 10 rands, you have to pay 17 rands back. within. Yeah. And then I think the, the, the tax, as you say, was also increased. Yeah. But what would you say, I mean, where did the problem start in Zimbabwe, according to you, as a Zimbabwean? Yeah. You know, Smith. Robert Smith. Yeah, Ian Smith. Ian the Smith, sorry. President of Ian Zimbabwe. Smith. I mean, the, the white president of Zimbabwe yeah. then, of the then, uh, uh, the white colonizers then. When it was I, still called Rhodesia. Yeah, when it was still called Rhodesia. That guy, he had a system in place. I think. That is my personal view. Okay. The guy took us to school, took our parents to school and everything. Literally, did we know that we were being taught to follow? Like, literally being... Uh, made to follow like in our genes we are born to follow now is mm, 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 mm. we cannot like stand out there and what be, do you mean follow like you, you can't you can't you can't we, uh, fight back yeah like we don't retaliate okay you know as as human beings we're supposed to uh, we're supposed to we are like uh okay how can i put this word around we people who ambitious everything put together yeah ambitious you need to protect each other Basically, when a human being is hurt somewhere else, you need to feel something as a human You feel being, empathy, yeah. yes. Yeah, empathy, yeah. stuff like that. But the Zimbabweans were made too to passive, pass. would you say? Yeah, something like that. When the leader says, do this, we do that. So you would... We like slaves. We have been enslaved using education, though. So you would say from Ian Smith's time, it was indoctrinated yeah. in you to become You passive. were indoctrinated to be like that. Okay. And Hansi Mkabe took over that system. He saw somebody told the guy that the I'll, guys are doing this, so you need to do that and, and continue, continue with, with it. That. I was about to ask you, because you said that Ian Smith was taught you guys or took Zimbabweans and educated them. Yes. A lot of people also commend Mugabe for doing the same. But you, as you've just explained, he carried it forward. He carried it forward. So, and he's, he was very good in English. Mm -hmm. So one could mistake him for being Ian Smith, but I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you was, literally was Ian Smith in a black skin. Ooh. Ian Robert in Because <laughs> this is why the guy is being celebrated so much. We, you will never see it coming. Even the biggest United Nations didn't see that coming. So later on, us as Zimbabwe, you need to have a calling, yeah. a godly calling to see that there's, there's something, something wrong. wrong here. So, okay, you know? it started with Ian Smith, and then what happened after that? After in he, your view, like yeah, as a, living in Bulawayo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, living in Bulawayo. Yeah, as I was saying, I finished school, right? Yeah. I went to work, but, like, you know, you go to work so that you go, you, you pay your, your, your college fees. Yeah, and stuff university like that. and all that. And yeah. I, university and all like that. But after, like, three months, I, I, know, I realized that I was budgeting to buy a T-shirt. What year was this, if I may ask? This was 99. 
99. Yeah. You so, were budgeting. How much was a t-shirt then, if I may ask? A t-shirt uh, was around uh, a thousand bucks, I think. So. Zimbabwean dollars? Yeah, a golf t-shirt. Normal golf t-shirt. And in South African rands or US dollars, how uh, much was South it? South African rand. I just want to give people an yeah. idea of how much it, it was. It was one is at that time. 16. To South Africa? To South Africa. No way. So you see, That's and crazy. I'm getting paid two, two grand. So for me to have taxi money to work yeah. and my lunch and go to my movies, I used to go to a lot of movies. I had to budget for a T-shirt in less than three months when I was employed. Then I realized, that, no, there's something wrong. Be. Yeah, because this and thing, this is 1999. Yeah, yeah, already we got brothers in 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 Johannesburg who will be telling you, I ah, know that T-shirt is like 30 rand here, man. Yes, so, yes. I'm checking and be like, no, but it doesn't make sense. You said it was 30 rand like six months back. It's still 30 rand. But, but here, the prices have gone up. Yeah, but this side, when you said it was 30 rand, this side it was maybe 500 uh, Zim dollars. Yeah. And now it's like double the price yeah. or double the price. There's something not right. And then, you know, uh, ZANU-PF started splitting up. Okay, for those yeah. listeners who don't know, ZANU-PF is the ruling party, political yes. party in Zimbabwe. Yes. The one that uh, Mugabe belonged to, and currently it's Emerson Nangagwa, correct? Yes, yes, yes. You're correct. Correct. And, so, then, yeah. and then, yeah, when I realized that I'm starting to budget for a simple thing like a T-shirt, I couldn't find a proper shoe anyway. You know, when you're young, you want to wear smart. Yeah, you want to look, look nice, good, like, like in Zalo. Smell good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, your, for your cheeks out there, you know, you be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true, true, you true. You're wrestling there. And then I realized, no, 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 this is not making sense. And then those guys were splitting from ZANU-PF and stuff, started orienting us. You know, our... And make, what, what do you mean orienting? Making you aware? Making us aware that there's a, something called a constitution in this country. Wait, so we, after independence... We didn't know about the constitution in Zimbabwe. <laughs> no, <laughs> That thing on. was hidden from us. You were not allowed to Google stuff. We taught Google is for evil people and stuff, making it like demonic. So using uh, your computer to yeah. Google stuff, yeah. literally was something that... Uh, was uh, this, It was he, not encouraged. Mkabe himself, you yeah. say... Google is evil. Google is for certain is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, say stuff well, like that's that. what typically people would call dictators do. Yeah. So we we'll never go to Google. You know, when you are in a case, yeah. you're reluctant of such things. But those guys who were splitting from Zanupi have certain... Co- at that set, time, at yes, 99, 2000. The, yes. The civic society started yeah. picking up uh, momentum to show people that, no, 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 no. There's something wrong here. That is when there was that Fort North thing. Oh, uh, yes, I remember that. Yes, yes. Around those times. Yes. They came to us, brother. They bombarded us with that constitution. It's stuck in our heads like, uh, like, like on to show you yeah, To show you show that you've you got there's rights and there's things. Yeah. There's something wrong here. We need to sort this out before it gets out of hand. It's already out of hand. They started telling us about the Kokuraundi things. Yes, this you is, know, this is, yeah. this is the, the murders or the mass murders yes, back the mass then. Murders. Yeah. We, now we're being oriented toward what really happened. And then those ASAP things, yeah. you know, those uh, uh, policies that were put in place, ASAP. Uh, what are those? Uh, What's ASAP? Yeah, ASAP, it was a structural adjustment program done by ah. ZANU-PF. And I think with IMF and their, yeah. and their friends. Did then, it happen? It happened massively. We started seeing men getting fired from work. Okay. And given pensions. So we were literally finishing our um, high school. We were supposed to go to college. And yes. our parents were getting retrenched massively the whole country. 
And then now you start feeling that pressure even more. Because you take mom, more of yeah. responsibility. Because yeah. now you're like uh, 20-ish, you are going there to get your peace jobs. You come back, you go to college and stuff. Your mom starts asking you, uh, can I... Can I have some can, money? Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Can I have some money maybe for, for some millimeter or something? Mm -hmm. Then you start feeling, I'm getting short here, mom. She tells you, mom, but that has been retrenched. And then now you want to know, but why? Why, yeah. Yeah. Are and these government jobs? Father, yeah. Government yeah, jobs. Yeah, okay. all the, what you call these companies that are run by government. They don't companies, yeah. Yeah. And then you start realizing that even my friend's father is not working. And mm -hmm. my next friend, like literally the whole block, we get one father who's working there. You see, and, this, and at the same time, things are expensive. Things are go, going up day by day. I remember one day my mom said, uh, uh, she said to me, you know what, son? Smith, when he was taken out of the office, he mm. said to us, one day you will remember me because of this guy you have put in power, meaning Robert Mkabe. Mm, mm, mm. And somebody else somewhere told me about uh, Nelson Mandela. Mm. Some time back, Nelson Mandela told the guys that, you guys, the person you are trusting uh, is very dangerous. Talking about uh, Robert Mkabe as well. You know, when you're young, you, you grab things quickly. Mm -hmm. And then you, you want to know what's happening. That is when, they, you remember I was saying, the civic society yes, started was starting coming to, to come people. Up, yeah. Work, you know, those guys who represent workers started coming Unions, out, yep. The unions and stuff. Yeah, we voted no for that uh, referendum. I remember when I went to vote, mm, they refused mm. me to vote. Yeah. Which rose even more suspicions in me, actually. Wait, they stopped you from voting? They said, no, you're not supposed to vote. Bring your, bring your, your proof of residence. Maybe this is a time we, we should sort of tell listeners partly why I wanted to speak to you on the podcast. Yeah. Is that you're not just a waiter. No, I'm not just a What time. else do you do? I'm like I'm like I'm like uh, your your own community community leader. Specifically, all, yeah, specifically I'm <laughs> with the movement for democratic change. Zimbabwe. Which is a, which which is MDC, right? Yes, which is the opposition. Chamisa, yeah, yes. the opposition. Chamisa, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you do for the MDC? Yeah, I'm the director of elections in South Africa. In South Africa province, yeah, we call it a province. So what specifically, specifically, like what does it entail as a director of elections in yeah. South Africa? Do you recruit? Do you uh, make people aware? Yeah, I'm the one who, made, who tries to get people to go and vote in okay. Zimbabwe. Yes, all Zimbabweans you need to go, to go and register to vote. Uh, the registering is ongoing as we speak. Okay. So yes, we need to go and register to vote. We are missing a lot of people, especially in the rural areas. We need a lot of... Uh, Action there, that is where we're trying to concentrate a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because that's why the people are more, are the ones who are more, who are more like, uh, how can I put it, who are more oppressed. Okay. They don't have a chance yeah. of, uh, you know, a chance of protecting themselves. Literally, they get killed. Most if they vote they for something, tortured. yeah. Yeah. They, their food stuff is taken away, especially now when there's drought. Yeah. Yeah, I had this drought now this year. In the north? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, in Zim, there's drought. So, those food parcels will be used against them. For they, elections? The U.S. aid food yeah, parcels, yes. No, no, not for elections. Now, currently. Wait, we, explain that. 
Yes. The food aid that yeah. is taken to Zimbabwe. So U.S. aid comes when there's a drought in mm-hmm. the north, somewhere in Zimbabwe, in the rural areas, yes. and says, here's some food parcels. Yeah, not in the north as a... As a, as a whole, but... Yeah. yeah. Everywhere where there's drought. Yes. There's food parcels, and then who receives the food parcels? Okay. So they so distribute. They, they distribute to their people. But they're they, the ruling party. That's fair, isn't that's it? That's fair. But then the thing is, they distribute only to their partisan people, to their party people. Interesting. So the other guys who who literally are known to be MTC or otherwise. Don't get not, food. Yeah, they don't get food. So in the rural areas, it's actually worse. In towns, it's much better because uh, they get us who literally send something to them. Yeah. It's easy. We can... Send money or what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uru is the money thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Uru is the money thing. We send money to them. It's easy for them to get by one or two, you know, two days and then later. Send more money. Yeah, send more money. Okay. Yeah. I want to go like back that. to you. You said Ian Smith uh, warned you that Mugabe would be the bad person. But Ian Smith wasn't all that good, was he? Ian Smith was not good. The thing is, you know, you know, there's this thing about we people, human beings, we like animals. You know, <laughs> you, you, get, you get lions and hyenas. Yeah, yeah. They're all wild animals, right? But a hyena will probably defend his territory against a lion. It's understandable, you know? The guy is white. Yeah. You literally look after his white people first. But Make... he wasn't shooting us in the street like that. I don't think my mom, my mom, my, my our mothers were being shot in the street like So, if you had there. to compare Zimbabwe during Ian Smith, you'd say it was. I don't want to use the word better because I would be. I would sound like I was justifying it. You would say it was not comparable to South Africa during apartheid. Right, we were the best country in the world, <laughs> and, and you know what? Zimbabwe then was literally under sanctions. Yeah, it was. The country, as a country, not individuals. So it's weird how this is working out now. Mkabe comes in, the sanctions are gone, but then we are worse, way worse than Sudan and uh, Somalia. We were exporting food to, to Botswana, I remember. Yeah, you Working you... over time during my, uh, when, I was to, when I was raising money to go to college. We were working over time to send food parcels to Botswana, Zambia, Malawi. And hep- yes, I, know, I, I remember that time as well, because I remember we, people calling Zimbabwe the food basket of Africa. It, we actually saw it. This is why we rose up as the generation, uh, as the teens of two, 2000. Mm-hmm. That's why we rose up, because we, we, we saw a tip of, of goodness. You know when somebody says tranquility, that is what was there. Was peaceful, and, you know, prosperity. Peace. You could, you could, food. You, yeah, you could literally sleep outside when it's hot. Mm. You know, not afraid of any thugs and stuff like that. But now you get killed by the police if you sleep outside. By the security forces, and the soldier will come and kill you. Why are you doing outside? What are you doing outside? Literally, just to sit outside. Three or two of you sitting mm. outside. You are planning against the government. Why are you sitting? So, yeah, we, so, so from, I've been there. Yeah. I've been so there. from 2000 Proper. and then things didn't really get better, did they? Yeah. Now, I remember uh, we were in a meeting. We were doing meetings. MDC meetings. Yeah. Now they were uh, calling us to, to form branches. Okay. My one was called uh, My Tiro. I remember it. Mm. They, and then we were told that uh, the CIO is everywhere. 
No, now What's we're CIO? told, CIO, the Central Intelligence. Oh, of Zimbabwe, yes, 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 yes. You know, we're a teenager. It's, it feels it, important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look, the CIOs are looking for you, but you don't take it seriously that these guys yeah. will kill you. Yeah. It's actually nice. It gives you the endorsement. Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, we are going to fight for our fathers who are getting fired and yeah. stuff like that. We need to work. Because yes. now we are dropping out of college. We can't afford the fees. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are dropping out of high school. But wasn't, what is, wasn't college paid for by government? Or did, it stop, what, or did it stop? Or did it stop? Or did the government run out for. of money? Yeah, no, it's paid for. Even yeah. today it's paid for. But for people of for ZANU PF people. <laughs> no, come on. I'm telling you. I'm being come, How do they determine that? How do they determine that? They, you, the, the one guy, uh, the, this one CAO at one point, he told me, we, 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 t- we take your shadow and make it uh, like somebody, what's somebody who spy against you? Oh, yes, yes. They know literally everyone. When, when I say CAO, I mean CIA properly. It's proper. They even know. I'm telling they even might know that I'm here now. Wow. I think we, 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 we're having too many risky guests here. <laughs> <laughs> they might even know that we I'm here travel. today now. Yeah. So that is how tight that situation is. So they were, uh, but, but, but it could be two ways. It could be, yes, they, they knew that they were tracking people and they knew you guys were doing that. But you need to also understand how intelligence uh, operations work. It could also be counter, I forget the word now counter information or counter disinformation yeah, something like that so sometimes they lie to instill mm, some fear or some to try fear. and see a, see how you behave after that so yes. it's a very muddy make it's never clear yeah, it's never clear yeah. so we can be perfected that but it actually we, uh, we actually saw people being taken no obviously there will there home. will be some people who disappear yeah like you've said i think you told me before that some people your friends or before you came to south africa yeah. would disappear yeah, I'm going there now. Yeah. Because now, in 2000, we were being made to, you know... The branch from the branches. Told, yeah. uh, there's something called MTC that is going to help our country get back to being the breadbasket, this and that. Uh, these taxes which are uh, going up prices every day, the bread is going up every day. Mm-hmm. And then we, we are seeing it now. We are like 19, 18, mm. so we are getting smart. And then, yeah, we are doing our meetings. I remember it's a lot of a dam next mm. to my house. So it dries up. Mm. During before, just before after winter, just after winter, yeah. so we we'll go into that uh, dam there in those long, 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 long weeds and stuff. Oh yes, we yes, reeds. It's like reeds. Yeah, yeah reeds. Those, yes. those reeds. We we'll go in there. We hide uh, ten, fifteen of us. We plan. Okay, tomorrow. Uh, they're gonna bring us flyers. We didn't even Wait, know. Wait, you guys were hiding. Flyers. You were having meetings in reeds, like yes, in the bushes. There. We didn't even know who Tsangirai was, but we were told. There's a guy called Tsangira who's going to provide you. jobs yeah. for us. So we have to go there. Tomorrow we're going to get T-shirts there that mm. represent him. And then we're going to take some placards and some posters. We're going to put them up and stuff. But make sure they don't see you. You do it at night. There's going to be a rally tomorrow. Mm, city mm. and, stuff like that. and guess what happened? Tsangirai won about 62 seats in, in parliament yes. this time. Yes, first I remember that. Yeah. Told, that was 2000. We destroyed this guy who was called Kanye's uh, on Love. Mm. We, we actually did intelligence on that guy, but we didn't know what we were doing as kids. We went there wearing ZANU PF t-shirts every time he calls us. Uh, you make prize for us. <laughs> we went there and made sure that he So it was full. 
at, yeah, at Zanu PF rallies, and he thought, and he thought it was, he thought it was Zanu PF people. He even people. opened a trust fund for us. I'm so, it's so I think painful. you're right. <laughs> CIO might know that he's here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they were, he opened a trust fund for those guys who were school leavers in yeah, our area, yeah. which was which was called what Mpopoma Trust Fund. Okay. So our brothers who. What does Mpopoma mean, if I may ask? Waterfalls. Waterfalls. Okay. Yes. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So so our brothers who literally own combis there, then they will pay slowly by bit by bit for twenty five years. He was actually a good guy, but just that he was wearing a Zanupiev jacket. We didn't want Zanupiev anymore. You so know? you guys were deceiving him to think he's got the oh, support. He almost died when, <laughs> when, the when he lost. <laughs> when he found out about the results. He was like, but how can you do this to me? <laughs> it was we're full. Like, no, we need to change the, the jacket. Now you need to wear the red MTC, one. Yeah. yeah. We are told Tsongra is a good president. You are a good MP. We don't deny that. He even opened a college for us called Ziteko or something. Yeah. Yeah. In Bulawayo. Yeah. For yeah. For children in Bulawayo, but specifically for the his area, Mpopoma, you know, his, yes, his yes. constituency. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We removed the guy. I'm very sorry for Kanye so may so rest in peace wherever he is. Ah, we could have, uh, he could have done So this was like counterintelligence. We, but we didn't know that, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but yeah. But what's, what's interesting before you move on from that is that at that age, you guys... It sounds like you were not aware in terms of... You just wanted change, if I can be Yes. In terms of the details, it wasn't clear. It it's wasn't just a matter of... We just want ZANU-PF out. How it happens, we we're just going to do it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then it came to 2001. Now people started dying properly. Disappearing <laughs> and dying. Yes. And these are anti-ZANU-PF people. Yes, these are anti-ZANU-PF people. People started to say it was coming close to home now because I remember one day my mom told me, somebody's looking for you wearing a suit. And now my mom is ZANU-PF. She knows when that she... That when when that somebody stuff, comes with, with, with like a suit. Like that, that person who looks like that, they, they don't just come and look for somebody. And you were not like at that time somebody important. Nah. If I may say that. I was a nobody. Just a nobody. Yeah. Just a nobody being naughty there, yeah. giving a, a poster to go and put in the street. Yeah. I just go and put, because everybody else is afraid. And uh, I was just uh, the one who was, who was stupid enough to go and put those <laughs> posters up. <laughs> yeah. And then my mom told me that, no, 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 something is not right here. Mm. These guys wearing suits when they come looking for you. So they came several times? Yeah, they came several times. They couldn't find me. And then she said, she was like, no, it's not right. Just check where you are going and what you're doing. Are you now in politics? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not in politics. Yeah, which like, is true. You were not. Yeah, I was not. I was just here. Yeah. Mm, a few days after that, I think I was elected deputy chair. We were, we were for, actually for given positions. For your region? For that ward. Oh, okay. For yeah. that ward. It's a small ward, like a ward constituency. Yes. Yeah. Then you yeah, go going up. Was, uh, we didn't elect by then. You were, we were actually Appointed. looking. Yeah, we were actually looking for people to join because everyone was scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And my chairman was in Mabuto with the youth. Mm. We were told, "Now you are a structure." Organizing secretary was uh, I call him Kakisa. Mumlani mm Mkwanans. -hmm. He's still in Zimbabwe. He's here now. In, so, in South Africa. Yeah, they beat him to a pulp, so he, he had to get out of there quickly. This so, is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember it was uh, our then secretary, Washman, I think. 
uh, I'm sorry. No, no, Don't that's fire me, Mr. Deputy President. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think it was him. They sent a few cars, you know, to do a road, show, a road rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrating that we won. Uh, uh, but we had won 62, and then I think another four or three defected back to ZANU PF yes. because there were intelligence coming in to check what's happening, and they saw that this is real. And then when we voted, then in 99, we had voted no. I remember Mkabe mm. fell down and came home with a bandage. He was in Britain. He was never <laughs> home. So yeah. when you hear that, people have voted no for your referendum, which keeps you in power until you die. Yeah. He fainted. I think he fainted there. He came home with a scratch. <laughs> I remember telling my friend that, Bra, did you hear that Mkabe fell down when he heard the results? Yeah. We allow him back to, to that airport. If he comes back, he's going to kill all of us. <laughs> and he so tried. you guys were scared, yeah. Yeah, and he tried. So, yeah, uh, we did those rallies. Uh, we went around uh, making people aware of MTC, and uh, it was very, very, grew very fast, yeah. like a wildfire. I didn't even think uh, there was anybody who could, who, could, who could pull crowds like that. I remember, people I mean, it used to be mad. all raid at the stadiums. People went mad. Mkabe went even more mad. But ZANU-PF continued to win elections. Yeah. Now... Going to that, <laughs> ZANU-PF doesn't take things lying down. They lost, ele- they, there's even one election where they lost and, and they ran real. away. All of them ran away. Nangako even confessed it, that the guys ran away and I was the only one left in the state. I was I called the guys and said, guys, you cannot run away. Come back. We cannot lose power just like that. We fought for this thing. Um, Is this when the government of unity was formed? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. No. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Mkabe came up guns blazing. That was 2002 now. He came out guns blazing, saying this bone freeze. Called you guys bone yes, freeze? Yes, we were called bone It was literally uh, a so, crime now to be a bone freeze. <laughs> so you are the guys that were born after he came into power. Yeah, we didn't know and that. And he hates you. Now he hates you. He said, Go away, all of you. But this seems to be a pattern across the continent because every time a liberation movement comes into power, there's obviously a generation of young people who are born after, who never experienced all that (laughs) before, even in South Africa. Uh And they, I mean, and rightfully so, they just want to live a good life. You don't care about this is a who's in power. Order. You just yeah, want to live. Care. You just want to work. You just want to take care of your family. Yeah, and you don't you know? care who who's the president, what what. And stuff like no, that. you just want to live a good life. And but if things start pressing, like what, what they were doing in Zimbabwe, now you start asking yourself, but how come this takes is when you go to work, you come back with a different fare now. The bread today is, is five rand. Tomorrow is twenty rand. Next that was a crazy time. Rand. Yeah. And then and after next week, but your wages is still the same. Rand. And you can't even you budget. You're buying bread 100 rand and you're getting paid 100 rand a month. And you can't budget at that time because prices that are changing. And you see that no, something is wrong here. We need, I think we need to do something mm. as an ordinary person. But in Zimbabwe, politics comes as a calling. What do you mean? You, you need to have a calling. It's not as easy as everywhere else in the world. You know, Why, detect- is it the threat of death? Yeah, it's something like that. When you haven't lived in a detectorship, you'll never understand. So I understand I, never, so I... when he's celebrating Mkabe. Mm. You think he's mad? 
I think Malema. Actually, you know, do you know that Malema in 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 Debele, somebody called Dilema is somebody uh, who's nuts. Really? <laughs> who's a loose wire? Yeah. Some somebody comes to you and wow. says Dilema. Le. He yes. means what you Oh, it's like Islima. 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 Then Malema is a... <laughs> Multiple Islima. Islima is ning. So, it's, it's weird how you celebrate. You come you come here on national television, you celebrate him. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very weird. But was that a sentiment shared amongst like most Zimbabweans to see him celebrating Mugabe and thinking, this this is yeah. odd? No, people know Malema. Or, or, or let me say Zimbabweans sick. who are still suffering in Zimbabwe. Zimbabweans are suffering everywhere. Mm. It's very bad. I went into this industry, right? Like uh, in, in this catering uh, industry. Mm. It's what I was doing at college there. At uh, Railton. And then uh, when you go there and you see the desperation of those guys working, mm. that is when you understand. You, you, you see the guys who are from Dubai. Mm. They explain to you how, how this is, how, how they've been working there. Yeah, because it's harsh in Dubai. You, you go to, you see the guys in America. When they call you, ah, guys, this, this is happening. Yeah, when you are here, it's like this, it's like this. Then you understand. The moment you see yourself having a child today, in, in your country, and then rushing to to get them a passport. First thing should be an IT mm-hmm. passport uh, there and there. You know, when we, we were growing up, we'd be like giving an ID, then a license. Mm. Then you could, you know, you go to look for a job, maybe to do other small mm. things on the side. But now, when you have a child, get them a birth certificate, you get them a ID or you, you add them in your passport quickly so that you can get out of there as quickly as possible. Out of Zimbabwe? Yes. It's, it's massive there, bruh. It's not right. So uh, when, the when, did you, when, when did you leave? I mean, you said 2002. Yes, 2002. Yeah, yeah when the guys were, were disappearing. To, yeah. yeah. My mom told me that, no, you need to, to at least maybe move to your uh, uncle's house or your sister's house. Where was your uncle's house? My uncle's house was in Kulumani. Kulumani. I don't know Kulumani. Where yes, is it? Kulumani is in uh, Bulawayo as well. Okay. Just up, up the road here. Yeah. Uh, in the, just in the, in the it's a high density center. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My sister also just another across the road there. Mm. She's like, okay, because uh, when these guys find you, I think there's going to be trouble. My mom is NPF, by the way. Mm. <laughs> but she can see. Yeah. She's NPF. She knows. That when these guys look for you, you 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 be in trouble. Mm. So I put my visa quickly. I walked around carrying my passport as if I was a foreigner in my own country now. Mm. Yeah, so that uh, just in case you know you could run. I'll be having yeah. my money on me uh, for transport. And even when I left, I didn't even tell my mom that I was going. Wow, wasn't yeah. that a bad sad thing? No, there's some. That is why I said you need to have a calling to be a politician in Zimbabwe. Mm. Yeah. I just went there in the afternoon. Uh, I was supposed to be at work. Mm. I came and I looked at her. I think she knew <laughs> that I was leaving. And she just said, look after yourself. <laughs> and you just <laughs> you went. Know? And then I just went. I remember that day. I took a taxi halfway to town. And then I got off. I took another one back to where I was, I came, I was coming from. Yeah, so that you can be tracked. There, I took a meter taxi yeah. back to town. 
because I was trying to make you know, make time. I had already bought the ticket for the bus. Oh, to so, come to Joburg? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was trying to make sure that just as the bus was about to leave, you just get inside? I get inside and leave. And then I did. The guys never found me. We go to Joburg. Uh, I live... I was living with my friend in, uh, that was Rosebank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure even though they were looking for me, they, were no, they wouldn't think of looking for me in Rosebank. No. Because even my friend, he, he wasn't actually staying there. His uncle was staying there. Okay. Looking after the yard for this uh, Olympian, former Olympian, South African Olympian. He said, no, since you are doing these political things, they don't know about my uncle here. They don't know your connection with my uncle. So go and stay with him. And I went to stay. I, I was hoping that I would go back maybe after five months. Back to Zimbabwe. Maybe, yeah, yeah, they would have forgotten about me and stuff like that. But uh, when I stayed there, I realized that people were actually disappearing in Hebrew. In Hebrew now. Hillbro in Joburg? In Joburg. Zimbabweans? Yes. There was three guys that I knew. Kidnapped or what one? Like what literally MTC were running away. But when they got there in Joburg somewhere, where they lived, they would just disappear. Then I realized, whoa, this is actually real. Mm. I left and then went to stay in Alexandra. I uh, stayed there for a few months, but when my visa was about to expire, I had to go back home. And you had a, was it a working visa? No, it was a visitor's visa. Because okay. I knew that. Uh, uh, you to wanted to go back, yes. Yeah, I yes. wanted to lay low yes, for a correct. few months. Ah, things went, everything went south then. MTC split. And everything, so we saw that no, 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 we were too infiltrated as well. Mm. We couldn't even trust each other. Like, if I come to you and tell you I'm an MTC activist, you run away from me. You, as an MTC activist, uh, maybe we that should is maybe, maybe we should stop the podcast here. And, <laughs> <laughs> and nah, leave as well. No, fear, fear. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. Fear, fear is what they uh, yeah. put in, no, they, yeah. but yeah, Morgan Sangrai was uh, a very brave man, the guy. But he yeah. was attacked too, I mean. Yeah, he was attacked. Car you accidents know, that we couldn't explain. Yeah, we, we, Wheels come his, off. He and lost his wife yeah. uh, in that accident. And a lot of people disappeared. I mean, people disappeared. People we knew. Bodies were dropping. My secretary actually died Jeez. when I was here. We were here now. My secretary died. Isabel Ngoz. May her soul rest in peace. She actually died of Nerve gas, something poisoning. When Nef she was gas. there in Harare for a meeting, was this a rally where people, the police threw nerve gas, or were they just? She sitting? was caught and given that thing. Wow! I think they tortured her or something, but you know they would never people. No, that won't be reported. Yeah, that won't be reported. Maybe this is where I want to ask you. I mean, there's and switch a little bit away from politics, which mm. we'll get back to. Staying in, in Alexandra specifically, which we've known over the years to have a lot of xenophobic attacks, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and South Africans in general have been accused of being xenophobic. How was your experience? The first time, yeah. and also, and I know your experience now, like comparing then and continuing to live in South Africa as a Zimbabwe. Yeah, I got a route awakening, bro. <laughs> I never seen a shake before. First of wow, all, wow, you guys were rich, Mus. <laughs> I never seen a shake. No, Zimbabwe situation system is properly made. Mm. When you pass through was, there, you never was, see. Was properly made. Was properly made. You will <laughs> never see that somebody's dying there. 
There was proper house. Proper, proper houses, house, yeah. How proper houses, proper companies. You will never see, brah. Like I'm literally telling you, this system was carried forward from Smith to Mkabe. Mm. And when it you, was working. And it was working. And now when the sanctions were lifted, everything, the world knew that Mkabe is the best. He lifted sanctions. Now he's taking his prosperity. Yeah. yeah, prosperity. But people didn't know that we were dying inside. We were just people who never talked. I don't know why we are like that. We don't have a voice. You know, I love so. You know, I, I, I want to tattoo Soweto on me sometime. You yeah. know why? Why? People here don't take stuff like that. True. <laughs> True. You, in Zimbabwe, you can just go and say, uh, we want to put a meter here for electricity. So uh, from there, you pay for that meter. <laughs> People so, here don't yeah, pay that. And then uh, when you pay <laughs> for that pay. meter, you pay the electricity <laughs> there and pay the installer yeah, who install, for install the meter every month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so actually, they will want to know, first of all, who is installing. <laughs> Who's benefiting. And, then, and how, how, how the percentage that the government is giving us, free electricity, how much is it? Mm. And then we break it down going there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, before you even talk of installing that thing. In Zimbabwe, you get it installed, everything, there, 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 there. Nobody would complain. Nobody would complain. That's Only one person would complain, and then they disappear after two months. Interesting. So and what then, was your rude awakening in Alexandria? In Alexandria, first of all, I've never lived in a shack. It was, Which year is this? Uh, this was in 2003 now. Okay. Yeah, I never lived in a shack. So when I went there, ah, okay, there's a lot of shacks here, man. Mm. Which is I'm, poverty. Yeah, like, okay. A real poverty. Real poverty. I'm seeing guys there. You know, then it was rough. I, <laughs> I heard you talking about uh, xenophobia. Mm. Xenophobia, I think xenophobia is just that some people doing mm -hmm. their, some specialized crime unit. They're doing their, their, their nonsense. I don't think it's properly xenophobia. Somebody's doing that. That's thing. what I always <laughs> argue, but people don't no, believe me. No, it's not xenophobia. Somebody's orchestrating, actually. What do you mean orchestrating? From, your, is, from what you've seen in Alexandra... What what did you experience? Yeah. In Alexander, you, you see, I was living in a shack. My next door neighbor was living in a shack. They were was South judging. African? They were South Africans, okay. some of them. Yeah. But there's a lot of people from, uh, what's this place in Zimbabwe? Plumtree. Mm. And another route awakening in that accord. I never knew there were so many Kalangas in, in this world. Wow. Can you imagine? They are my home. Oh, countrymen, but I, need, I didn't know the way the way proper Kalangas living Inside, out here in, in this Tobak, yeah. I thought it was, it was only Shona and Ndebele people in Zimbabwe, which means and they fled. A small percent of people, maybe which, which Kalanga, yeah. probably means they fled. I found Kalanga speaking Kalanga. I didn't understand in Alexandra. In Alexandra, I didn't understand the thing they were saying, and nobody uh, was bothering uh, them. No, 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 no. Not really. And it was the first time uh, I, I saw guns and I had guns shooting. This one time the guys were fighting, literally brought my mkuku down there. With guns. My shack. Yeah. yeah, they were fighting each other outside, uh, shooting each other with guns. Somebody, I don't know, they, they pushed my shack. Yeah. The one side fell and I was out there watching, like in my blankets, <laughs> watching the, the shooting going yeah. on. It was terrifying. 
So that's, I mean, that's Alexander I, hasn't changed much from then, though. Yeah, it hasn't. But I think it's much better now. Is it? You can cross the Nortia gunshot for two, three days, Yana. Now a week or a month. <laughs> then it was war when mm. the lights went off, you guys sleep. It was war. And these are criminals? Yeah, yeah, these were criminals, proper criminals. I had never seen that. I never had a gun sounding, a gun being shot yeah. before in my life. So you I, think those were the same criminals attacking foreign, like Zimbabweans and other no, people? No, it was just criminals doing their criminal activity. Yeah. I mean, maybe fighting on their own. There yeah, oh, okay. Because it wasn't xenophobia then. Because I think mostly it was because uh, uh, more, uh, South Africans were also not sure what is going on when they saw people coming in those numbers. Ah, that is when people see, fled in mean? huge numbers. From so, Zimbabwe yeah, as well, yeah. Yeah, because now people were checking what's going on. Why are you guys running away from home and stuff? Yeah. And then uh, during those days, I remember it was the Minister of Home Affairs who ordered that we, we be deported, all of us. Really? There was massive uh, uh, deportations then. I remember this one time I told my friend that shit, bro. Oh, my no. friend that no, man, I'm not getting used to this uh, life. It's too rough. Mm. You know, working two steps and then you check your, your bag. These are guns. It's not like uh, when we are in a car, then um, you know, you'll be running away from a policeman. You can see him wearing uniform. Yeah, like, ah, policeman, no, you run. Or a soldier, yeah. there, no, you run. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that guy's wearing a suit. He looks like CIO. You yeah. run. Yeah. It's, it's our friends, like literally people sitting next to you could be carrying guns. <laughs> and anything goes wrong, we are shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was terrified, uh, very afraid. You know, it's not easy to adjust from that from, kind yeah, of, that uh, life, yeah. And then there's that uh, massive, massive, massive change. It was too big threat for me. And then I called this other friend of my brother's friend. He said, no, you know what? Alexandra is very tough. You, mm. you won't survive long there because the guys they are very rough and stuff. And you guys, young guys like you, you'll be outgoing, you know, having friends out there. You might not know who you'll be friending. So come this side and then we'll look after you for... Where was that? It was uh, Windsor Garden in Chobet. Ah, no, Windsor, yeah. Yeah, I thought, man, you know, you walk in there, ah, buildings now, okay, beautiful. You know, mm. lights at night and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Music, okay, it looks normal, but it was even worse there, man. Yeah. The guns started. Jesus Christ. So you were not used to gunfire? No, 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 no. Well, I'm a poly, you know, you, you know, you are now slowly getting into that polit political mood now. Yeah. That uh, probably somebody is following me. Mm -hmm. You get paranoid. Getting, yeah, you get people, you, we have people disappearing here. Mm. So these guns are not helping, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Somebody might just shoot me, I won't even know who, who it was. Me. Yeah, yeah we saw. Uh, dead bodies all over, bruh. In Johannesburg, it was just another thing altogether. You woke out in the morning. As you are coming down the flat, you hear the sound of a gun. Bah, bah, bah. When you get down, you find the person dead. There. But you'd say South yeah. Africa is a violent country, generally. The people here are violent. Not to say South African as such. Because yeah. the most people were, shoot, were shooting each other there were not South Africans. Really? Yeah, mostly. From where I was, uh, I was standing there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't South Africans mostly, because of course you get those taxi wars, then you know, yes. oh, okay, it's yeah, South Africans. Yeah. But in the street, it wasn't South Africans. Who was it? Mm. Or was it just criminals? Yeah, then, you know, you 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 get, uh, let's say, uh, there's an area, a small area there, with uh, a certain group of 
Congolese, and then yeah. a small area there with a group of Nigerians, small area there, group of Niger of uh, Zimbabweans. Mm. And then in those groups, you get Nigerians from maybe Kinshasa mm. who stand alone as well. Mm. And then in that group of Zimbabwean, you get uh, the ones who are Kalangas, mm. the ones who are from Bulawayo, like mm. my guys. Yeah. And then in the other group of the of the of the Congolese, we mm. get yeah different guys as well. Ah, it was rough when the guys meet the, out there. I, I never understood what was happening. It was guns everywhere. I remember this other New Year. <laughs> I was watching TV. They sitting in the house. They literally divided the screen. You know they used to divide the screen during New Year's when you're watching. Oh yes, yes, TV for the countdowns. Yes, yeah, for the countdown. Then they'll put France, uh, what's happening in, in France, what's happening in Australia yeah. and United States. Then they'll put Johannesburg. Hill Pro. <laughs> and yeah. the fridge is flying out the Bruh, windows. I've never, <laughs> never seen that kind of things. Yeah, but uh, I was young. And then if I was old, like uh, maybe if I was now, yeah. now, I wouldn't have stayed. It was very too scary. Yeah, yeah but then, you know, to... Get your adrenaline going, you get used slowly, slowly, and to then, yeah, idea. man. You get tired of it. Yeah. And from Alexandra? Yeah, from Alexandra now, I mean, in, I mean, they, I'm there in Chobert Park now. Yeah. yeah. Windsor. Windsor Gardens. I got robbed for the first time. It was a Sunday around four. Knives, guns came out. Yes. On and the my, street walking? On the street walking. That place where they said never walk there. You went there. It's twist. <laughs> I thought it was in the afternoon, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm from church. Now I'm chilling. Yeah. My guy's calling me. Come to, to this, uh, the base. You know the base? No. There's a club there uh, where the levels and Mandosas used to go. Yeah, to yeah. The base. Come to the base and I answer my phone. The 3310. Ah, there I'm on the phone working. Right, so. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's not easy, man. Guns came out like. Eight guys, knives. Mm. Another knife was stuck in my bag like this. Yeah. The other three guys with guns in front of me. I didn't know if it was real guns or anything yeah. like that. Well, you can't tell it. That I moment. just gave the guys the phone and left. Everyone met. You know, you know how busy Joburg is? Yeah. People literally met a circle, like opening way for the guys to make sure they, like they are making sure that they, they don't get robbed. Yeah. They, they rob only me. And nobody does. This is the funny thing it's about weird. Joburg. Like, people will <laughs> so look kind of and life. just walk away. Yeah. You know, human beings should be conservative. We, we, we're supposed to be self-preserving. Yeah, it talks to what you were saying in the beginning. That you know what I'm we, saying? we protect each other. We protect each other. When things like that happen, and then I see the community opening way like this, so that I see properly that now I'm standing literally in the Hello, middle yeah. of thugs. Of hyenas, I'm a lion in the middle. Mm. Then the hyenas are surrounding me here. People literally running in opening way, standing there watching. I gave the phone. That is how rough the life is in Germany. It got rough for me, but do I you think it was rough because you're uh, you're Zimbabwean, or it's just rough? Period? It's just uh, I see South Africans there getting marked properly, even more. They they are getting marked more because you know. Mostly, uh, that place is not is mostly uh, foreign foreign nationals, right? Mm, mm. But when you come from Soweto, I take you to Jose. You, you you don't get protocol quickly that year. You don't just <laughs> answer your phone yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. anywhere. You don't put your wallet in, in your front pockets yeah. and stuff. 
they pick up quickly and then they can see even the yeah, way you walk like yeah. ah this one's not from here yeah, he's easy target yeah we Zimbabweans we wear maybe like wear jeans like yeah. me uh, shirt yeah. like this and then you get South Africans mostly they wear cavellas and stuff mm. the moment you walk in there they know yeah, there target is not from here the moment you walk in then the kalangas who wear like uh, mostly like Zulus with the print hoods and stuff yeah. you will see they mustn't walk that direction Mm-mm. because of this and that this direction I mustn't walk. So when you walk there, you literally know the spaces and the protocol of this. So trip. generally, you'd say, from your experience, you'd say South Africa is just, again, I'll go back to the, it's just a violent country. Yeah, yeah because because of the nationals that are here. When we, we get gangsters who are from Nigeria who are here, they will want to fight the gangsters from Zimbabwe who are here. And the gangsters from South Africa here, the, uh, from South Africa here as well, they want to protect their territory. Every, it's a mess, bro. It's a mess. I'd never seen uh, such level of, of violence in my life. But yeah, it's there. We so are growing, generally we are no police people. work. But anyway, your political work at that time, so you'd gone out of politics at that time? Or yeah, because everyone called? is running from everyone. So you weren't activating anything, nothing? Yes, you look for an office here, yeah, they will tell you, no, there's no office. Because... They're not sure whether you are proper, you are real or what. Mm. Until I found uh, my secretary, Isabel, the one who passed away. She said, no, you know what? Come to the office. I'll show you around and stuff. And then we'll meet other comrades. That is when I came back. again. So I was like, oh, okay. This is where Which we year was this? This was now 2007, I think. Okay. Yeah. A couple of years later. That was 2007. I remember the chairman was Tando in Hebrew. May he so rest in peace as well, yeah. Sheesh, there's so many people who disappeared. Yeah, we man. are comrades. We are comrades. We we, we should understand. <laughs> we have to understand. People don't know what you, what people, what a lot of people go through when they're out there. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you know, things people like Mkabe um, and them they are they are unforgiving. Nangakwas, they are unforgiving. The same things that they are doing to us now. It's the same things that they were, that was done to, to them. them. No, there's so there's something. There's a saying that says that there's nothing like a worse a worse leader is something who was previously oppressed. Yeah, those it's guys. I worse. think when they were arrested those times, whatever they was done to them, it's as if they want to revenge on they others. They want to revenge. You know, you don't get a special person like uh, the likes of Mandela. That guy, he he treated on thin ice without fear. He took a chance. You don't get leaders who take that kind of chance and said, no, guys, we have to forgive. Because, yeah, many that South Africans, I mean, especially younger ones, would say that uh, Mandela sold out. Hence they're celebrating Mugabe. Yeah, hence they, they, some of them will celebrate Mugabe. You know, but they say he sold out. But then I ask the question that, do you guys, like now I'm listening to you about the number of people who disappeared that you know, and I think to myself, would you guys be able to survive this kind of life that you went through? The life where you constantly are on the run, yeah. where there's people looking to kill you, your friends threatening your family. Would, would we, people. And, and would we recover as a country? Because that's like war type. Actually, in Zimbabwe, I think in Middle East, I don't know which country is fighting now. Which is, which is in the Middle East, they're Middle always, they're they're always they're Somalia, they're always Syria, fighting yeah, Syria, yeah. Yemen, check, all of them are always you fighting. Check, you check Even the Israel, they never, they never recover. You check the death toll in Israel of people getting Palestine, killed today, yeah. Palestine. Even those Syria. Two, Zimbabwe is killing more people than those countries put together. 
So that's the thing. So when people. people say Mandela sold out, I can understand them, but I can't sympathize with them because I look at those people as well and I think, I don't think you are ready for what you want. You need to be a giant to do what Mandela did. His, his politics and the way of thinking was beyond our thinking. Because a normal person would retaliate. True. It's, it's normal. It's a reaction. It's, it's a it's reaction. A, yeah. The moment they take you out of prison, you say, guys, let's go and Back kill these guys. Back to the bush guys. and kill, yeah. Let's go and kill these guys. They put me in jail. They did this to me. They did this to me. They need to go now. But you, you know, know what, what happens say? when you do that? Those guys don't stop as well. They don't stop as well. <laughs> they also come back and shoot. And you yeah. know what happens after that? You don't you, stop. You don't stop. So you well. carry on. No. Guns, 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 guns. It never stops. Right? Which takes me back to the point where Smith uh, made that system in Zimbabwe, the education system in Zimbabwe. Where you said it made you kind of passive. Yeah. He made us so passive that uh, we are not able to retaliate. It's a good thing. But it's a bad thing when it's but, in the But I'll challenge you with that, on, that, yeah. on that. You were adults. I don't think it's fair to say he made you passive. Because I believe as an adult, you have a choice. Yeah, our parents had choice, a choice. Because he was they the president a then. They yeah. had a choice. And then they, they just went to chose the push. not to. They went, no, they went to the push. Yes. Yeah, they didn't succumb to it. And the person who picked it up was Mkabe. He, would you say, he, oh, so you think he exploited? Yes, he, exploited, he, exploited, he just exploited the system that Smith had put in place. And then when he noticed that these people don't retaliate, they don't fight back, he said, no, you know what, I'll get a few of mine who can fight. That, uh, uh, in fact, he used, he used uh, Nkomo. Yes, Nkomo I was about to ask you about uh, Father, Father Zimbabwe, Father Zimbabwe. As, as he was known. He said, no. They, they they went around and then they picked a few guys here and there. Uh, the Josatongo Karas yeah. here and there. You know they were like less than maybe twenty of them who were, who were brave enough. And then they picked up Mkabe. Mkabe he came in with the brains. Say, okay guys, mm. let's do this this this. And then this armed struggle started and whatever happened there happened. But now he, he made it sophisticated in a way that he knew that we are not people who fight. Mm. He knew that you get them educated, you give them jobs, they'll just sit in the office there, pay them, nothing happens. Well, at least you loot everything. They will never even talk. They will just maybe toy toy here and they give them a shambok, they'll go back home and sleep. Hmm. That, is, that is Mkabe for you. Before we get to your career going from 2007 in politics, what happened to Father Zimbabwe, Unkom, Joshua Unkom? Because uh, as far as well, I understand Zimbabwe's history, it sounds like he was supposed to be the one who, who was to be president after independence. He was supposed not to stop fighting. He's the man who was not supposed to stop fighting, and he stopped. Was he convinced to stop he, fighting? He was. He was. <laughs> he was pushed in the right direction. <laughs> what do you mean? He was pushed the right direction. You know, when, when you get a hell of bullets mm. shooting at your house, well, at least you are trying to negotiate. You have to be strong like Mandela. You need to be bold. You see Mandela? Mandela, you know, people don't understand. You can learn something from one person. God liberates people, billions of people through one person. You know that? If you check the track record in the Bible, only, always one person liberates people. Nkomo was supposed to liberate us. After they liberated Zimbabwe as a country, mm, mm, mm. he was supposed to liberate the people of Zimbabwe. But... He gave up. 
is he was not wrong. He did his part very well. Mm. He took the country from the white oppressors back to us. Unfortunately, he gave it back to he gave the people to the black oppressors. You know, that's a strong word. It, yeah, they are now they are proper oppressors. Mm -hmm. Actually, ZANU-PF is a group of terrorists, my brother. Yo, 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 yo. You don't get people who kill your people. But surely, 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 it doesn't make surely sense. they've done some good. I am. You struggle to get the good from that. There's always good in a person, mm. but we, we are struggling to get the good. To be honest, yeah, we are struggling because I mean, how do you get a black man killing so many black people? And saying it's the white person, but we've never seen a white person shoot a black man in Zimbabwe. <laughs> never in my entire life. I'm sure even my mom during uh, apartheid, she had never seen a white person shoot a, a black person in the street like that, except in war. Now let's quickly get back. Currently, as yes, as, currently, a, as, a, yes. as an MDC, you said elections hit in South yes. Africa. Yes. Are you still afraid of of being infiltrated? How do you guys communicate? And how do you, you know, mm. organize? <laughs> yeah, we've learned to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. We know in our executives and everything, we are working with them. Even as high as the standing committee, I'm sure they are there. Mm. They have mm -hmm. walls there. So that sense of fear, of fear was taken away by Richard Mokinson. That is why I say that man had the hand of God on him, just like Monday. It's just that the people he was dealing with were very smart to see. That's why they got him dead quickly. Would you go back to Zimbabwe? I would go back to Zimbabwe, man. Come on. When? It's unfortunate yeah. that we still have the terrorists running our country. I want to go back now. Like now, as you speak here, I want to get out, get into a taxi or drive my car, go to Zimbabwe. It's unfortunate. Very unfortunate that we have Mnangagwa running the country. It's really unfortunate because if we had it, if we had it my way, yeah, I wouldn't be my dad. <laughs> I would fix things quicker before the next generation gets into that system because the system is bad. The system is, is controlling people's heads, it's like they are being hypnotized. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes towards the elections, those mills from uh, USAID, all those donors around the world. I don't even know why they donate anymore. Because that food goes straight to ZANU-PF. And ZANU-PF uses that food against the people. Always. So you United would, Nations. So if things got better, you would go back? I would go back to Zimbabwe. I would still invest in Zimbabwe. There is something about that country. I, I wish you we would be still alive when it's get, it gets all right. Yeah. I want to take you to Zimbabwe and then show you how proper <laughs> the place was. Before. Before. On that note, I think as I said at the beginning that uh, my guest today, there's a saying that says uh, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Even though they've it's been right. in South Africa, they continue to hope for a better Zimbabwe. They continue to organize what they feel could be a better government. Yes. Emmanuel, thank you for being with us. Is it? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Tefo. Thank you for listening to the Tefo Mohapi Show, which is broadcast by iAfrican Radio. To be notified of future episodes of this podcast and any other shows from iAfrican Radio, please visit radio.iafrican.com. That is radio.ia.
F-R-I-K-A-N.com and subscribe. You can catch future episodes on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to leave us a review and rating of the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow myself on Twitter at Happy, which is T-E-F-O-M-O-H-A-P-I. Also, don't forget to follow African 2 on Twitter at I-A-F-R-I-K-A-N. Koto.